inconceivable. 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 That's gross. That's how we're starting this. It's disgusting. It's amazing. Um, hi. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm wearing my comfy sweater. I just had a so Slurpee. Yeah, we're comfy sweater buddies. Mine is Star Wars and yours is... There's a, currently a cat rubbing its ass my, across your sweater. My sweater is Cow Lake, which is one of the nicest lakes in... Um, well... I haven't seen a lot of Canada, so I guess I shouldn't say that, but it's considered one of the nicest lakes in our general area where we live. What's it called? Cal. Well, it's short for... It's a very long Native American word that means Rainbow Lake. Oh. It's like Kalamaki or something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cal Lake in BC. Look it up. Yeah. Travel destination. Yeah, I'm good. You're good. We're good. We are so good. I mean, as good as one can be when it's a couple days before we have to go back to work. (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler alert, this is not our full-time job. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, it's not. Um, yeah. Anyways, we hope everyone out there is doing good. and We have... You have. Story, story. to Story. Story. Story time. And our story... This one is classified under medical mysteries, which we did already this season, but... Um, it's kind of different, so I thought I'd do that one for this season as well. It's pretty unique and interesting. I think this one might be controversial, because I kind of have... Oh, I love controversial. <laughs> I kind of have, like, both sides of the the argument slash evidence. Okay. Um, so that people who listen can just kind of decide what they believe is going on and what is not. I think it'll raise a lot of skepticism, so it might be fun. I love controversial arguments. No. I really? Know. I no lo- one knows that. I love things that have multiple... So I'm a big history nerd, so whenever people are like, there's one way to you know see things, it's like, no, there's multiple ways to interpret information, you can look at different people's perspectives. So I, I love things like this, so I'm, I'm excited. Yay. You'll enjoy it. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> the microphone caught that. I haven't that. even started that yet. That was the cat. That wasn't me. I know, but shush. Anyway, so our story today surrounds Natalia or Natasha Nikola... Nikolaevna? I see it. Natasha... Natalia... Natalia Nikolaevna. Yes, yeah. okay. Demkina. Sure. <laughs> so, Natalia Nikolaevna Demkina. Yeah, that's why she goes by Natasha. Uh, yeah, um, that makes sense. I would too. So, she is a Russian woman who has made claims that she can, that she has a special kind of vision, and it allows her to look inside human bodies and see <laughs> organs and tissues... And thereby help to make some medical diagnoses. My first instinct is to cry bullshit. <laughs> well, it's pretty. Um, um, I'm sure you've cl- got crazy claim. Lots of evidence of like things happening, but like you can't 
see through. That's not how light works. I don't care how good your eyes are. That's that's not how light happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, needless to say, that's a pretty, pretty bold claim. Well, pretty bold claim needs to be backed up by some stuff. So I do have some of the stuff that has occurred. Like, I mean, I don't really even know how it all got started. Um, there's a little bit explained in this as to how she kind of was discovered. But anyway, I'll just get into it. But you'll kind of see both sides of what people think. Okay. Um, so the first thing was that after describing her mother's internal organs to her, her story began to spread just by word of mouth among the local population. Do we know um, when this was, side note? It's written in here somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Um, and people began gathering outside her door and, um, you know, seeking medical consultations, because I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Um. Hey, doc, does my spleen look okay? So... Let me ask this young woman. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But anyway, it was a word of mouth thing, and it was just kind of local, until her story was picked up by a local newspaper in spring 2003. Okay. And then by a local television station in November of that same year. So that led to interest from a British tabloid newspaper, which invited her to give demonstrations in London, as well as further invitations from groups in New York and Tokyo. So you can kind of see how it starts in Russia, and then it just kind of spreads, spreads from one yeah. place to another and becomes a big thing. I, I know how you would do a demonstration. Obviously, you'd show someone with like damaged organs or something like that. But I'm just picturing them be like, showing us how it works. And she walks up and be like, yes, you have spleen. And they're like, I do have a spleen. Oh my god, that's fantastic. She's like, above spleen is heart. And they're like, I think I have one of those too. Yeah. Well, shit's real. Anyways... Um, yeah. So we're gonna let people decide. I'm just gonna tell the events which occurred, and then we will go from there. So, um, after stories about her began to spread, doctors at a children's hospital in her hometown also asked her to perform a number of tasks to see if those abilities were genuine, because that's obviously something you would want to do when someone makes these claims. Yeah. Um, so Demkina is reported to have drawn a picture of what she saw inside a doctor's stomach, Marking where he had an ulcer. Okay. So that's one thing. Now moving on to the UK. In January 2004, British tabloid newspaper The Sun brought Demkina to England. She gave a number of demonstrations and her diagnoses were then compared to professional medical diagnosis. Um, a Discovery Channel documentary on Demkina mentions reports of her successfully identifying the fractures and metal pins in a woman who had recently been the victim of a car crash. The Guardian further reported that she impressed the host of daytime television program this morning by spotting that she had a sore ankle during an interview. That's weird. Those are a couple of things. That's a little weird. I mean, like, the car crash one, I'm like, if I had to get pins inserted after a car crash, my leg's probably a little bit messed up. Like, well, it depends on probably, where it is. Probably. I guess. I don't yeah. know, there, there's this scientific part of my brain, and it's like, I'm not an expert on how light works and how vision works, but the way I've always understood it is that light bounces off an object, right? And that light then, you know, goes into your eyes and your brain reconstructs that as an image. 
Right. right? It's the light bouncing off. So unless there's, and I know there's um, well, our, visual the question, spectrum, we can't see everything. Yeah. But the question to me is, is light capable of penetrating through your skin to your organs, then bouncing back out through your skin again? Or does that mm-hmm. not, you know, like if well, I'm holding so, up yeah. like a solid book, light's not going to go through the book. Well, so can light my question is, are there any sort of, I guess you would call them rays, that are not visible to the typical human eye, but that do do these kinds of things? And maybe then the scientific explanation, I guess, uh, quote, um, is that, is this woman just capable of seeing those rays that aren't typically visible to the human eye for whatever reason? That would be my question. Can see more of the light spectrum, yeah. Yeah, that would be my question. Because it has happened. Like, there are people who hear higher in terms of the human's normal hearing range. Oh, yeah. There are people who have really good vision, like, beyond the normal 2020. So, like, it does happen. Yeah. Um, That's just my question. But, um... Yeah. I mean, I don't really want to get into my opinions too quickly into this story. I'll kind of get into that at the end, but that might be one thing that people think yeah, about. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway. So, initially her demonstrations are well received, but after she left the UK, it emerged that she had made some minor errors in her diagnoses, obviously. Yeah. Because, um, like, you know, no regular doctor is perfect, and then you throw in this woman making these claims, and it becomes very messy. Um, so in one incident, she told television physician Chris Steele that he was suffering from a number of medical conditions, kidney stones, an ailment of the gallbladder, and an enlarged liver and pancreas. Later evaluation determined that he was in good health and not suffering from any of the things she identified. Wah, wah. Yeah. So there's that. Now, moving on. May 2004, she was brought to New York City by the Discovery Channel to appear on a documentary titled The Girl with X-Ray Eyes. And she was to be tested by skeptical researchers from the Committee of Skeptical Inquiry (laughs) under partially controlled conditions. I think I found my dream job. (laughs) The Committee for Skeptical Inquiry? Yeah. I'm skeptical of everything. Indeed. I should be the chairman. (laughs) I want to join now. (laughs) Are they just going to get an email from me after we're done recording and just listen? I'm a podcast dude, but I heard about you and I want it. It's like, I think everything is lies. Let me join, please. Yeah. Um, so anyway. What, what is weird to me about this sentence is it says partially controlled conditions. I do not know what that means. Can you read the full sentence? Partially. To be, so she, the girl with x-ray eyes, and to be tested by skeptical researchers from the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry under partially controlled conditions. You think it'd be fully controlled, right? I don't. I know what that means. I, I don't know if it's the same organization, but I know that there's a group where, um, for the longest time, I'm not sure if they still have it, they had a reward out if people could prove magic existed. Oh, and okay. people could, we would come to them, and like dozens, hundreds of people came to them and said, like, yeah, I can do magic. And they're like, okay, that's great. You're going to do, like, what can you do? And they'll be like, oh, I can do this. And like, perfect, let's set something up. So one person was like, I can read the mind of my, my sister, because we're twins. And they're like, okay. We're going to put you in two separate rooms in two opposite buildings. We're going to show your sister black and white pictures. You have to tell us what we're showing her. Right. And they couldn't do it. Well, right? And that's the and that, that's the thing. So that's what I'm, I'm thinking of. Trying to, like, control as much as you can. Okay. To eliminate any possibilities of sure. anything else going on. Okay. Anyway. 
So as a demonstration for the documentary, she was shown wearing her vision hat and given diagnoses to people who had previously given descriptions of their specific medical medical conditions. Did you say vision hat? I don't know what that is, actually. She has a special hat? I don't remember that from my notes. Okay. I don't know. Most of the people given these readings felt that she had accurately identified their conditions. The researchers, though, were not as impressed as the actual... Um, like subjects. Okay. Um. So CSI researcher Richard Wiseman said, "Quote: When I saw her do her unusual readings, I couldn't believe the discrepancy between what I was hearing and how impressed the individuals were. I thought they were going to walk away saying it was embarrassing, but time and again they said it was amazing. Before each reading, I asked the people what was the main medical problem, and Natasha never got one of those right." Unquote. Wiseman compared the belief of people in Demkina's diagnoses to the belief of people in fortune tellers, and said that people focus only on those portions of her comments that they believe. I, I was going to make that same connection. <clears throat> I, uh, I'll out myself here. I, I don't really believe in that. Like the really? For- I know. Like fortune tellers or, or, or mind readers, like all that. I'm open-minded and I don't buy that. That's just the mediums and stuff. And yeah, a lot of the times, depending on how you word stuff, or if you're expecting a result going in, it can change. Don't get me wrong, a lot of those people are really skilled at reading people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, that is I a skill. I could come to you, like, you could go to an average man up on the street and be like, I'm sensing that you know, someone in your family has recently passed away. If you say that to someone, there's a fair chance that in the last three, four years, someone in someone's family has passed away. They'll say stuff like, you seem to be having some sort of issue around your chest, stomach area. Yeah, 90% of my shit is in this area. So if you say you have an issue in this area, you know, it could be your heart, your lungs, your, you know, whatever yes. it is. So yeah, that she probably was saying stuff like, oh, you, you know, you're feeling tired. And they're like, I am. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I can't. I mean, to be fair, I didn't look too hard. There might be some, like, videos of her doing this stuff. I mean, obviously there's the documentary. That'd, um, be, that'd be interesting to watch. But that. anyway, so... Needing to move on. Um, the CSI researchers Ray Hyman, Richard Wiseman, and Andrew Skolnick conducted their test of Demkina. In the test, she was asked to correctly match six specified anatomical anomalies to seven volunteer subjects. The cases in question included six, um, result, six anomalies resulting from surgery and one normal control subject. Okay, so one person with nothing wrong with them. Yes. Six people that Who had, had some had kind of surgery. surgery. Okay. The researchers said that because of limitation in time and resources, the preliminary test was designed to look only for a strongly demonstrated ability. The researchers explained that while evidence of a weak or erratic ability may be of theoretical interest, it would be useless for providing medical diagnoses. So, um, They said the influence of non-paranormal observations could not be ruled out under the lax conditions of the test, whatever that means. Um, Maybe ghosts are helping her. I don't know. Um... Demkina and the investigators had agreed that in order to warrant further testing, she needed to correctly match at least five of the seven conditions. That makes sense. 50-50. Well, no, because you're... It can, in theory, any one of the seven can have any of the seven things wrong with them. So it's not 50-50. Yeah. It's... Yeah, you'd have to... Yeah, that'd be actually really difficult. Yeah, it'd be pretty difficult. And that's what because, like they said, they were just interested in someone who actually has enough abilities to actually be of use yeah. in terms of medical... Yeah, anyway. So, in the four-hour-long test, she correctly matched conditions to four volunteers, including the control subject. 
The researchers concluded that she had not demonstrated evidence of an ability that would warrant their further study. See, four is still very impressive to me. It's pretty impressive. But four hour long test? Yeah. If she is a person that's just really skilled at reading people? Yeah, and if it depends on how the test was. Like, if she's just spending four hours asking them questions... It should make it much easier. It would make it a lot easier than if she's just making observations. Yeah, if she's just staring at somebody and you're like, Hey, it's taking you four hours. You know she's looking over every single inch of the person. Like, okay, there's a bead of sweat going down. Like, you know, four hours just seems like such an absurdly long period of time to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird. I definitely want to see it in person figure out how I feel about it. Yeah. Because we don't know how these tests really looked and what happened and that kind of stuff. So, anyway. Um, Subsequently, the design and conclusions of the experiment were subjects of considerable dispute between her supporters and those of the investigators. Shocker. Yeah. As she herself said that she sees things that doctors and patients are sometimes unaware of and that they can actually lead her to false readings during tests like this. Um, That's That's convenient. Yeah, anyway. See, I see so much, and I'm so great that when I make a mistake, it's just, I didn't actually make a mistake. So you guys just can't see everything that I can see, and it just looks like a mistake to you, because I'm so much better. I suppose. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, in a self-published commentary regarding the New York testing, um, Nobel Prize winning physicist and parapsychology supporter Brian Josephson... He criticized the test and evaluation methods used by Hyman and questioned the researchers' motives, leveling the accusation that the experiment had the appearance of being some kind of plot to discredit the teenage claims psychic. So, to me, it sounds like a fair test. Yeah, like I said, if, to me, it, what I don't like is kind of just reading this in an article. I'd rather have seen it happen either in a video or in person and really known what was happening, what were the variables of this test, what was being controlled, what wasn't, and just having a better idea of it. Um, But basically the reason I put both of those things in there is to show that she has people, you know, like smart scientific research type people on both sides saying, well, she couldn't do what we were expecting her to be able to do, so we're not validating her claims yeah and then the people on the other side who were saying we can't consider these tests genuine because they were being controlled in certain ways so we don't know for sure so you kind of get both sides i think that undoubtedly she's probably very skilled at what she's doing and maybe she you know is able to do you know some degree of it or has a degree of intuition but yeah the whole point of having a controlled test is to control for outside variables if you're saying well of course she could do it because it was a controlled test well that's not what I said. No, that's what he's saying. No, he was saying that the way the test happened, it was set up for her to fail, is what he suggested. Interesting. Yeah. Because they were researchers from a skeptical research committee of yeah, some kind. Yeah, they might not be the most So, neutral. yeah, so I think that's what he was suggesting. He was saying maybe if there had been a test that was designed to be neutral rather than designed to like, test her to the highest degree, then maybe she might have performed better. I don't know. I'm just, like, I think he was just saying there's reason to doubt the the results of this type of test. Yeah, that's, you know, fair. Yeah. Fair enough. So, anyway. Yeah. To, like, to... I'll I'll reread the last quote here. He just said, quote, some kind of plot to discredit the teenage claimed psychic, unquote. Mm. That's what he said it looked like. 
So he's not necessarily saying that she is capable of doing these things. He's just saying this test seemed more like a, a way to completely discredit yeah. her and just be done with it. So finally, um, stating that the results should have been inconclusive, Josephson argued the odds of her achieving four matches out of the seven by chance alone were one in 50 or 2%, making her success rate a statistically significant result. He also argued that Hyman used a Bayes factor that was statistically unjustifiable because it greatly increased the risk of the experiment falsely recording a moderate correlation as being no correlation. So I don't really... <laughs> I don't really personally know what a lot of that... He, those lingo terms mean, but basically he's he's not saying, oh, she's psychic or, oh, she has x-ray vision. He's just saying it should have been inconclusive because there were things she did that were actually quite skillful. Um, yeah. And maybe it warrants a bit further study and a better kind of design test. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of how I want to word what I want to say. I, I do get what he's saying. Like, when you said she did four out of the seven, that's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially now that he puts it in math terms and says one in five chance or one in 50 chances, sorry. One in two percent. But I, I do think it's more likely that she's just very... Um, intuitive or very uh, very good at noticing details or maybe edging mm -hmm. out details from people. Yeah, she could right. be like a Sherlock level of observant and she notices the smallest things like some sort of discomfort that you have. Yeah. Or what have you. But like to, to me on the surface and I don't know like what like the success rate maybe 5 out of 7 was a bit high but on the surface I don't think see anything about the test that's jumps out at me as unfair like if you were claiming to have some sort of supernatural ability or, or like superpower for lack of a better term then in theory you should be able to demonstrate it relatively consistently under any circumstances right like yeah there was the the story of the guy who could uh eat anything uh he had a stomach lining that was twice as thick he ate airplanes and he wasn't like well i can eat airplanes but i can't do it on sundays in front of people you know, he could do it whenever he wanted. There were no restrictions on when he could do right. it, right? There's people that can, you know, so when you have something like this where it's, you know, the options of either she's intuitive and all that, or she can she can see all these things, but she's wrong, you know, more often than I think she should be if she really has this power. If that makes That's sense. Fair. She's doing a hell of a lot better than I could ever do. Yeah. But not quite enough to jump the bar for me to say, okay, she's actually got something going on. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think I agree with the final person who spoke, uh, Johansson, Johnson, uh, Josephson, because I, I don't want to lean too far to either side, you know? I'm with him. If it should have been inconclusive, then maybe we need to look into it more instead of just being like, okay, we did the test, here's the results, done. And... Even further than that, I think whether or not she has x-ray vision, there's enough... Like, if her success rate is higher than chance, then you might be able to say, okay, she's not 100% consistent, we don't think she has x-ray vision, but maybe there's something else going on. But you should definitely consider a career as a doctor. Because like, you obviously have this innate talent. Yeah, there's some right? kind of thing there. There's some kind Roll of talent. Or intuition. There's, like, or there's something. You know. Roll with it. So that, that's what I'm trying to say, is, like, I just, me being me, 
and being more open-minded and trying to, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I get what it's my to personality say. where I would much rather try and, you know, go with the flow and say, okay, this path is closed, not X revision, but let's keep following this river and see what else it might be. Yeah. You know, like, f- look further into it, maybe see if there's something else going on that is leading to her having a higher than chance success rate. Oh, I would absolutely, like... Like, I don't know. Try to continue to do studies and... and the, the thing is, for me, is if she's saying... I, I would change what the test would be. Alright, so she's saying she can see through skin, basically. Yeah. Is the idea, right? I'd be like, okay, what's a material that's relatively consistent in terms of structure to skin? And if I hold up a picture of something behind this, can she see through that? Like, are there... Do her abilities transfer over to other things? Like, if she's able to mm-hmm. kind of, like, look at the human body and, and tell those signs versus whether she actually has this ability, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to draw a picture of a pony, a man riding the pony with a sword, charging into Narnia. Right? And I'm going to have a material that that's the random. same. That, you know, fan fiction. Um, I'm going to have a material that's the same thickness or whatever as skin. Right? To the organ level that she claims she can see. Put it behind it and be like, describe the picture you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the kind of test I would do. <clears throat> right, and then once that doesn't work, you realize, oh, it's not that she can see through organs. Maybe it's that she has some kind of medical intuition, yeah, like that, we're talking and that's about. Where I would go to, and then she has some kind of, you know, like when she thinks, she thinks in terms of visual images, and she just pictures what she thinks is happening. Yeah, in her own head, instead like, of just saying, oh, she only got four out of the seven. Obviously, it's nothing. You know, like there's, I just, I think, tests. I think science is supposed to be about reaching. For like further potential conclusions and observations after you've like disproved something. Well, that's what you the, know? that's what you've the disproved one... one thing. So let's look for other yeah. explanations. That's what well, that's what the one dude is saying. He's basically saying like you've decided upon the conclusion of the result before you've conducted yeah. the result. You've decided like when you do a science experiment, you should not have any preconceived notion about what should be happening. Yeah, like, you, you might have, have a theory. Cause, yeah, you can have a theory, absolutely, but um, you can skewer your results if you have, yeah. you know, you want something to happen, or you're trying to make one uh, one result mm-hmm. um, be achieved. Yeah, pretty much. So, anyway. Do you have extra vision? <laughs> no. No. No, for those of you who don't know, because I probably haven't mentioned it on this podcast, <laughs> my vision stinks. I have a prescription of, like, minus eight. It's so sad. Our kids are screwed. Yeah, because we don't know how... So we both ha- used to have glasses. I wear contacts. But you got the surgery. I had laser. It's not so going to affect it's my not, genes Yeah, it's all. not going to affect your genes. So we were like, well, then really... In theory, our kids are just going to have the worst. But I also think that my vision, the problem, is that I spend way too much time looking at computers and it just wrecked my eyes. Maybe. Worst case scenario, our kids will be short, have bad eyesight, be incredibly hairy, (laughs) be somewhat clumsy, (laughs) and... Oh, don't forget the horrible genes in my family where we all had to get braces like three times. Oh, and have teeth that make Hermione Granger look like, you know... Hermione has nice teeth, not in the books. Yeah, she just has buck teeth, though. They're not crooked. Oh, yeah. She's okay, big buck teeth. You, you, yeah, I guess you guys have crooked teeth. Our teeth had. are lovely and healthy. They just are not straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Our, we feel for our poor future children. Anyway. Well. That was a good one. Thank you. I, I, I have thoughts on it. Do you? I do. I've, ex- I've explained them all. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then. We will um, have one more episode, episode nine, before our finale. Nine. And I don't think we've mentioned it so far, so I'll, sh- I'll mention it now. Um, our finale is going to be a bit different. We usually do our two truth, uh, no, two lies and a truth, no, two truth and a lie. What the hell are you talking about? I can never remember. It's two truths. Okay. Now you're throwing stuff I dropped at my the cat. No, I dropped my phone. She's being violent. Everyone <sighs> run away. There's abuse. Our usual finale is not going to be our finale this time, because our finale is falling exactly on Valentine's Day. I've been trying. Okay. Okay. Um. So we thought it would be cute and funny to find stories and things that happened on Valentine's Day for that final um episode for season three. Yeah. So, yeah, episode 10, Valentine's Day, we're going to be doing some special stories for that theme specifically. So, yeah, look forward to that. And we know? are still seeking questions for our Q&A. Please send them, inconceivabletruestories at gmail.com. What are we going to say? Go. Yeah, we're pretty boring people. We might be able to find out something relatively. Well, people can ask questions about specific episodes, too. If we said something that didn't make sense and it needs further research. Anyway. You're setting us up Big boo boo there. You were saying. Uh, you want to know what happened on Valentine's Day? What? My pup was born. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Born on Valentine's Day. I forgot. Yeah, he's a lovely man. <laughs> so cute. Born on Valentine's Day. That's all I got right now. That That's a that's a tease. A little teaser for you yeah. guys. Yeah. You can hear yeah. all about my papa. Uh, and his uh, Valentine's Day birth. It's a great man. I think my cousin's cat was actually born on Valentine's Day. Do you say your cousin's cow? Cat! Oh, cat! My cousin's cat! Oh. I know they have many, but one of them was born on Valentine's Day. I was about to say, your cut, like, first off, you have several cousins. Second off, the one cousins I know about have had four cats that I know of. Five. Five. Yeah. They have a lot. Anyway. Anyways. So, we've been talking a lot, so we're going to let you leave now. And we... Okay, well, that's not coming up. What's coming up next is episode 9, followed by Valentine's episode. So, we will see you next week, and we hope you have a good one. Bye! I was trying to think of something clever to say, and then there was just cat. Yeah, that kind of just interrupts she, your train of thought. She's been distracted. She's... Yeah. Anywho... Bye. Bye.